Welcome to episode 153. Is that right? Is that right? I even need to consult the the Apple Podcast app to make sure that, that that's true because that's a lot of podcasts. That's massive. And this is episode 153. You know how I know? Because I checked it out on Apple Podcasts where all of these episodes live and breathe and are available for free for anyone and everyone who wants to get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. I'm Mike Mason. If we've never met, I live in Houston, Texas. I got caught in a rainstorm today when I was outside for a walk, but none of that's important. What is important is that on today's episode, I talked to Super Stoli and we had an awesome conversation and we talked about bilingual music and we talked about dancing and remixes and all kinds of great things. And that song you just heard is called Hi, Hello, Hola, Hey, and that is from Super Stoli's record. 10, the number 10. And it's pretty good. It'll get you up and dancing for sure. If you're in the car with your kids, you'll be dancing to that one. Or if you're making dinner and you put that one on for the kids, they'll be dancing. That's for sure. Had a great conversation with Super Stoli. I think you're going to love her energy. I think you're going to love what she's all about. And if you're in the Chicagoland area, you should check her out because she's in Chicago and we love Chicago. So go to Chicago because it's one of the best cities around. Okay, so 153 episodes. We're starting October, and uh, we're going to have a lot of really fun and great things coming up. One of the best parts about this interview or conversation with Super Stoli is that her mom was there, and she was able to add some stuff that we may have missed. It's uh, pretty cool to get to talk to someone's mom. I mean, I didn't directly talk to her. You'll hear it in this conversation, but... Um, Super Stoli's mom, Mrs. Super Stoli, jumped in and helped us figure out some things that we may have missed. So, that being said, stay tuned all the way for Hi, Hello, Hola, Hey from Super Stoli and enjoy this conversation. Good stuff! It is with great pleasure that I welcome my new friend, Super Stoli, to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you, Super Stoli? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, totally. It's a pleasure. So, one of the one thing I like to do uh, when we get started is I like to set the scene. So I'm sitting here at my dining room table at, a, at an undisclosed location in Vallejo, California. Um, where where are you these days? Well, I, I live in Chicago, Illinois, but this day in particular, I'm sitting on my mom's couch in a suburb north of Illinois where she's still decorated for the 4th of July. Okay, so <laughs> it's good to know. Like, we should know that. Only 16 days ago, so I think you're well within the like month, the month range. I think that's okay. I love decorations. I'm not knocking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, so like one of the great things about doing this podcast is you get to learn a little bit about the person behind the music. And and one of the things that I think is great, and um, I would love to hear from you, is how how did you get started? Like I, I imagine, right? Well, I'll just put it out there, and I can be wrong that you didn't intend on being a family musician when you were starting off in music. Is that accurate? You're exactly right. Yes, I I think from a very young age I started piano when I was six years old, and I was kind of being improvisational and writing songs from a very young age. So I kind of have always had music in me, but yeah, when I was probably writing songs around 20, 
me. I wanted to be a singer-songwriter, and I did tour the country a lot, playing coffee houses and recording albums for, now I have to say, my adult music. Uh Um, But then uh, I was playing kind of in the bar scene in Chicago for many years and wanted to flip my schedule and started playing for kids. So now most of my shows start at 10 a.m. instead of 10 (laughs) p.m. And would you say the audience is is slightly more forgiving? I actually often compare the bar crowd to children because they like to have a good time and they can't always keep their balance. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, So when did you start getting into performing kids' music, family music? Um, So this was in 2006, 2007. I had a friend. um, She recommended that I play for an event for her child's Montessori school for a fundraiser. And I just happened to have a dream the night before thinking, how can I get out of this late night music scene? I know I should play for children. And so we talked about that the next day and I booked that gig and then I just kept booking gigs and um, writing songs. And it was very inspirational for me from the beginning because I love writing songs, but now it's this whole new batch of material because they're for little kids. But then I've had this background of songwriting Um one of the first gigs I did, a friend was booking. Have you heard of Millennium Park in Chicago? Yeah, with the part of. Yeah, exactly. So they yeah. have every summer a family fun fest, and they have a big tent where they have music and crafts and stuff for kids. So I got booked on that series for that summer. So it was like this really cool gig to kickstart what I would la- later learn was like my next career move. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So, okay, so you, you're, you're at the bean, you're doing your thing. That's a tough, that's a tough first kind of thing because, you know, it's not a, you know, you're not in a small enclosed space, you know, it's very open. Um, so like, open, I should say, and that kids can like be anywhere, right? Like they can be mm-hmm. running around here and there and everywhere. And that didn't throw you off at all. In turn, you were like, this is where it's at. This is awesome. I love it. <laughs> well, here are things that are true for every children's show. There are always smiles, and that's what I love to respond to. And there are always distractions, and that's what I'm always competing <laughs> with. But uh-huh. I get it. And now, like, when I walk into a gig, no matter what size the room is, I immediately see, like, those lights are too bright. Those chairs need to go away. Those toys need to be out of sight. Like, bouncy house, forget about it. <laughs> oh, forget it. Yeah, totally. You, you, I think from the beginning, I knew that that was, you know, that there are going to be different wrenches in every scene, but it's always ultimately, and when there's music and there's kids dancing and jumping, I mean, at the end of the day, that's how a lot of young kids experience music, and that's what I like to conduct. (laughs) Right. And, And I would say, just by listening to your music and knowing what I know about you, like you're not afraid of a little bit of a high energy experience. <laughs> I wish my mom was over overhearing what you just said. Oh yeah. Um yeah. Um I so I remember in the early days playing a show for twenty minutes and keeping the, the kids' attention for that whole twenty minutes was a challenge. And now I'm like, give me a two hour show, I got it. <laughs> like every song I just like found different interactive bits to infuse in different songs. So it could be movement. It could be sing-along. It could be now the grown-ups are doing something or 
sometimes, you know, passing out shakers or scarves to dance with. So it's it's a lot about I am the conductor of the show, but I also uh-huh. am very responsive to what kids need. So I'm not going to keep them jumping for 45 minutes. Like I'll I'll do a very active song and then I'll say, okay, now it's a quiet song. And then we all sit, crisscross applesauce. And just kind of regroup and catch our breath, and and so it's kind of like a little bit of a roller coaster through throughout the show. Yeah, but well, you I figured love out energy. <laughs> yeah, right. That's great. And you figured out how to sort of maneuver between it, and and like those like peaks and valleys in the the concert experience, which kids need and adults need. You know, like it, it's uh, it's good that that you have that kind of read on the audience or that gauge on the audience. So. Mm-hmm. What I hear in your music is like tons of different influences. You know, there's a there's sort of like a country western vibe, and maybe there's like a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, like a Latin percussion kind of vibe in some things. And like, so what were some of the what was some of the music that you listened to growing up that you're like, oh, this is this is what influenced me. Oh, interesting question. What did I listen to growing up? <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, so like I'll 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 give you a second to think, and I'll say like if someone asked me this, like my ideal answer would be like yeah, I listen to a lot of like really groovy funk, and like oh yeah, like I like a lot of jazz, but in reality it was like Pearl Jam, <laughs> and like right, and and like Guns N' Roses that were truly the influences on me. So to date myself a little bit, but do you have like things like that in your in your in your I guess in your toolbox of music? Well, I'm thinking, like, okay, going way back to my childhood, because I'm now, like, rewinding and trying to recall these memories. We listened to Rafi a lot, and he was a Uh children's performer. But then there was also, um, I think they were called Barnes and Barnes, and they had this song called Fish Head, which was really, like, weird and creepy. Yeah, Rolly Fish Head. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Please (laughs) tag that song in this podcast. (laughs) And, like, I always responded to things that were really quirky and um, different. But uh-huh. um, but I also, I guess I was kind of listening to what my parents listened to, and I felt like I was always a little bit behind what the other kids were doing. So when kids were into the 90s alternative, I was kind of listening to oldies a lot. Uh-huh. And then when everybody moved on to, like, hip-hop and Dave Matthews bands, then I was into the alternative. So I was always, like, a step uh-huh. behind. But... But I think so I've you, always had a very eclectic taste, and I and as a musician, I started learning piano at six and guitar at sixteen. So I was always listening for things that I could learn, or, and listening with the musician's ear too. Right, right. and which is and yeah. I think where songwriting is concerned, and thank you for noticing that. I've always tried to be, especially for kids' music, very multi-genre, because uh-huh. I think. For children, hearing different flavors of music is not only exposing them to different, you know, realms, genres of music, it's encouraging them to be explorative in whatever they're doing. Right, exactly. So I guess, like, along those lines, I think that you make an effort to reach parents, too. Like, you're not just going for the kids. So, like, do you have, like, a, a philosophy behind that about, like, trying to reach the parents and the kids at the same time when you're performing? Because I think that 
um, just for me by listening to your music and I actually got into the car with a friend this morning and, and your music was on cause I was doing my research. Um, he was like, Oh, this is nice. Like, what is this? So is that something that you're conscious of? Or are you just like, this is my truth. This is the music that I make. And if it lands <laughs> where it lands, then it lands where it lands. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know that I have a written philosophy, but it's always been important <laughs> to me to write songs that have a wit about them that can be appreciated, especially by grown-ups. Um, I uh-huh. I was the funniest girl in junior high and high school, so I've always uh-huh. had, like, I my shows tend to be very comical as well, and people have asked me, are you a comedian? Like, it, And that's just my personality, and I find the hilarity in things, it infuses in the shows, in the songs. But also for recording songs, um, it's always been important to me to record the music as I would if it was for a grown-up listening audience because I want it to be listenable. At the end of the day, I want – I've had a lot of parents and grandparents tell me, we listen to your CD in the car, and then I'll drop the kids off at school, and then, like, 20 minutes later, I realize I'm still listening and singing along <laughs> to your song. And that is the biggest compliment for me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, yeah hope, I hope that it can be for all ages. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that, don't be embarrassed. Like, that's the best thing that anyone's ever said to me. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, cool. So, we also have this other side to the music that you're doing. Like, it's very eclectic it's very family friendly it's appealing to adults it's appealing to kids but there's also like a bilingual aspect to it as well and that's really important to you so can you tell me a little bit about that yeah so this is kind of um my new chapter in the career of music for children um i had studied spanish in you know growing up in junior high and high school i tested out for college kind of left it for a long time And I went on a vacation to Cancun five years ago and started speaking Spanish. And I had no idea I still had this ability, this, like, hidden skill. And I it made me really excited to be able to use it to communicate, obviously. So I started learning with all the apps and websites and listening to music. And then I did an immersion program in Guadalajara, Mexico. Um, and then visited Puerto Vallarta, which is uh-huh. a vacation beach town, and I decided I'm going to spend my winters here. So now the past three years, I've lived in Mexico for the winter months because I oh don't like the cold. Oh, my gosh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and because I, I want to be continuing to practice and better my Spanish-speaking skills. And so what that parlayed into for the kids' music was, why don't I turn this into a bilingual show that can help encourage kids at a young age to keep learning or start learning Spanish or whatever language it is. For me, it's Spanish, but I talk about being bilingual and how that should be celebrated because it really opens you up to so many more people in the world. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Just to know another language. So I have a show now that's called Super Stoli Guacamole. And Uh often in the show, I do a live guacamole making demonstration. And oh, I'm in. <laughs> I know. I played at a library, and the librarian at the end of, um, after I did the demo, she said, let me taste that to make sure it's okay. <laughs> she wanted to get in before all the kids did. It's uh-huh. so cute. Um, but that show, is, it's been getting a lot of attention and interest from parents and librarians because it's got 
that educational spin on it. And it's just a way to introduce kids to a bit of another culture that maybe is not always present in their everyday lives. Right. And I'm happy and, to be and, that person. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and that's great. And it's like using the, the platform to like, I mean, you know, it's about, it's a lot of levels and I love getting into this kind of thing, but like, so briefly, it's like, not only are you exposing them to music, not only are you expo- exposing them to language, but in a, and in an, another way, like the third level is like, here's something that you can make with your parents, right? Like guacamole. Who doesn't like guacamole, right? Well, my son right. doesn't, but he, he doesn't count, but like, <laughs> he does, I, just, I should say he counts very much, but like, he doesn't <laughs> like guacamole. So, but you're also teaching this like skill that they can take home, you know, and like, mm-hmm. hey, remember when we saw Super Soul and we made and she made guacamole? Do you want to try that? And then you can put, you know, like it's like a whole thing. I think exactly. I, I like I like the different the different levels of teaching that you're you're getting at here. That's great, right? Uh, and that has been an intentional focus for that show because a lot, I think a lot of people think of language learning as your head in a book. And it doesn't uh-huh. have to be that. It can be listening to a band that's singing in Spanish or cooking recipes or practicing those words when you're out at a restaurant where they're serving food that is in another language. So it's a, I've always been I've been promoting this show as like a multi-sensory experience. Yeah. Um, and I have a like a couple trivia things that I do with the parents. And uh, at the end of the show, I pass out. Um, the guacamole recipe. So I say you can go yeah. home and use ingredients. And then I also have a coloring page that has all the words we learned in the show. So oh, I say nice, you can hang nice. this on your fridge and then practice the words at home. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I definitely yeah. hope people take it beyond the show. Yeah. And that's that's an interesting model. I don't hear much of that. It's that, like, you know, here's something you can take home that's equal to the music that you heard. Like, you can go find the music, that's great, but here's another thing that that we we talked about together that you can incorporate into your family's life. That's very, very cool. So, okay, so I guess, like, on the note of the music, and I know this is going to be a tough question, and I apologize in advance, but if you had to choose, like, two or three Super Stoli songs for the uneducated listener to sort of get a feel for what you do, what would you mm-hmm. recommend? I know it's like picking between your kids, but you know. My mom's in the background making suggestions. Uh-huh. Well, that's <laughs> great. I mean, your mom, your mom is totally welcome. Like, does your mom have a favorite Super Stoli song? Yeah, like, that's well, important too. Well, she just said. Um, it, I mean, as you can imagine, songs have different purpose and like different uh-huh. styles, so it's hard to like find one that kind of sums up everything. But Right. I have a song called Family in Harmony that uh-huh. is about the colors of the rainbow, but the verses talk about how the colors are all different, but all special, just like mm-hmm. you and me. So it's kind of a message about celebrating the uniqueness that we have. And and obviously the rainbow twists can parlay into equality. And yep. um, I think it's just, also, you know how kids always have a favorite color? Yeah. So usually at the beginning of the song, I say, what's your favorite color today? Because it changes uh-huh. all the time. And I think right. it's important for kids to realize that 
you know, your taste can change and that you can feel different every day. And so that song hits on many levels. It also, yeah. um, the chorus that sings the colors, um, hits all of the notes in the musical scale. So Rainy Fasso Lucky oh. Snow. And then the part, there's a part where we spell the word rainbow, which is also seven letters. And uh-huh. in the background of that, I'm playing a musical scale. So this, these are all like intentional things to loop in this right. magical number that is seven. And and the colors of the rainbow were, the spectrum was divided into seven by Sir Isaac Newton, who wanted it to reflect the numbers, the days of the week, and then and the notes in a musical scale. This is what I do <laughs> behind the music. Wow. How yeah, this look- is really interesting. And I think a lot of people don't. See some of those things when they hear the song. Yeah, well, that's why that's why I love doing this because, like, I would never have put that together. Like, <laughs> I want to hear. Tell me more. Tell me more. Keep going. Don't stop. This is the best thing. <laughs> oh, okay, let me pick another song. Um, oh yeah, I do love that song. So there's um this is these are oh actually from different albums. So this the next song I'm going to talk about is so big. Uh-huh. Which is something I remember my aunt Tootsie used to say when we were little. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So big, you know, when you have the yeah. child put their hands up. So that's kind of where that came from. I think a lot of people do that. The yeah. chorus says, "So big, so smart, so strong, so funny," and again, just celebrating characteristics that every child can have. So sometimes they'll say, uh-huh. "We're the big kids." Oh, you're all bigger than you were last year, aren't you? Yeah. And where yeah. are the smart kids? And so we do dance moves along with it, but it was written as a rap and yes. the track <laughs> is like, you know, kind of like a hip hoppy kind of beat. But when I do it live, I use a loop pedal to record a live uh-huh. beatbox. So that's uh-huh. all fun for the bigger kids to see me going. So I get, I lay that down, and then it's this rap and this dance, and in the middle of it all, we do ten push-ups, and I do it first. <laughs> you would never ask your audience to do something that you would not do yourself. <laughs> right. Although this morning I, I dropped to my knees because I just needed a break. I've had four shows in 36 hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Huh. Cool. All right. Well, those are those are two. And just one little twist on on that song, So Big. Um, I was on a road trip in April, and I rented a tiny home through Airbnb in Arizona, and I filmed Uh a music video for that song. So that's live on YouTube now, and it's Uh real fun and funky, and you can do the dance moves along with me for So Big. We'll find that and we will post that when this episode goes live for sure. Um, right now. So, so, okay, so another, I mean, this is just so, I, I love hearing the intention, you know, the, the intention and, and the, the levels with which you're thinking about this and it is no small feat. So, your latest record that just came out is a, is a sort of like a dance remix record, right? So what oh, was yeah. the, uh, what, what was the uh, the inspiration to do something like that? Uh, well, it was to celebrate 10 years of playing music for kids. So it's called 10, Super Stoly 10. Uh-huh. And it's 10 songs um, that all come from the three previous albums. And I had a f- DJ friend of mine, DJ Richie Heller, remix okay. all of them. They have mostly original instrumentation and vocals. But he put different kinds of beats to them, and they still there's a 
uh, reggaeton. There's a song yeah. that feels like 80s, like kind of robot nerd rock. Um, <laughs> there's like this like really cool slow hip hop one that's also in Spanish. So it's just kind of like, it's kind of like a greatest hits. I mean, those are some of my favorite songs and they just have a, a even higher energy because they're dance remixes. Uh-huh. And um and some Spanish. But I was thinking like especially for older kids that maybe have been listening to my stuff for a while, they're more into hearing, you know, like the now remixes or radio songs. So I'm like, sure. how can I bring some of the stuff I've already released into more of a contemporary kind of format? Right. And so it's yeah, it's just they have a different feel and it's a 30-minute dance party in your living room. <laughs> uh, well, I love 30-minute dance parties. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I think that that's also, like, you know, trying to meet trying to meet the audience where they are. Like, to a, a kid that may have found you when they were six, if they've been, you know, with you, you know, around for, like, four or five years, like, they're going to, like, this is going to appeal to them. Like, this is perfect for, like... Both sides of this, right? Like, the, so the family and harmony record, which we talked about like a little bit before we got started, and how, just like how much I appreciated the production and the harmonies and and all of the the musicality that went with it. Like, my daughters are gonna like go bonkers for these dance mixes, you know, at like uh, at like yeah. almost almost seven and almost five. Um, so, last question, I would love to know, and I'm just seeing this on your Spotify. So if this is like a thing I want to hear about it. If not, we'll we'll edit this out. But what does it mean when you finish off a show with a rock star jump? <laughs> so my when I play with a band, they're called the Rock Stars, Super Soli and the Rock Stars. And back in the early days when we were playing shows, we would do the Rock Star Jump. Um uh-huh. which, you know, you see the the musicians strumming their guitars really fast and they jump as high as they can and then everybody lands in a So that's uh-huh. what we do. When we get down real low and the band is going on the count of three, we're all going to jump up and yell, rock star jump! And then that's uh-huh. what we do. And then the crowd goes wild! And the crowd goes wild and then Mick Jagger comes out and gives you a high five and it's perfect. Awesome. So here, here is actually the real last question. So your mom is there. Did I, in your mom's opinion, have I missed anything on what makes Super Stoli Super Stoli? Did you hear that? Has he missed anything on what makes Super Stoli Super Stoli? Spontaneity. I think you mean improv, like, yeah, I mean, Adapting to any audience, yeah, and that is uh-huh. something that I I feel like I honed playing in for bar gigs and kind yeah. of navigating through people trying to keep their attention and dancing and staying in the bars <laughs> late night, um, uh-huh. and also you know trying to expand a show to a forty five or sixty minute performance. I'm always really good at navigating what the audience needs and being improvisational if something needs to change, like. This morning I did, I have a song about brushing your teeth for two minutes. And Uh I usually pass out little maracas that they can use and they go in front of their face for pretend. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But we had over a hundred kids today, so 
we just pantomimed it and I didn't pass out the shakers. So, you know, things yeah. are adaptable and I'm, I think I'm very quick with that and that is what yeah. brings success, I think, to any kind of situation. Yep. And that's like, that's not something to overlook, you know, like being able to think on your feet like that when you're in front of a crowd of like a hundred kids and their parents and be like, okay, well, this is going to work. So we got to pivot to this and being okay with mm-hmm. it, and not getting flustered. Like that's, that's great. Right, so thank you to your mom. This is actually the first time in the history of the good stuff kids podcast that we've had a uh, parental, a parent of one of the artists jump in and, and help us along the way. So thanks to your mom. That was awesome. All right. Parental supervision. Thanks mom. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Super Stoli, obviously there's a lot going on with you and what you do. How can we keep up with you? How can we find you? And how can we follow you? Oh, great question. The best place to find me is right at my website, superstoli.com. So that's Super Stoli, S-T-O-L-I-E. It's spelled like a lie, but it's not one, dot com. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that'll bring okay, you and- to... That'll bring you to where you can find my music on Spotify and Apple Music and Pandora and Amazon, or you can order CDs directly from my website. Nice. Cool. And we'll we'll put up that YouTube video of So Big when this comes out. Super Stoli, this has been awesome. And thanks to your mom for hanging out with us, and thanks to you for hanging out with me. Uh, I appreciate your time, and I look forward to talking again sometime. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate you asking me some smart questions that we could really dive into the music. That's fun for me. <laughs> Cheers, man. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Super Stoli is the best, and it was great to talk to her and learn all about what she does and get into it. We got into it. It was really, really great. So check out her new album, 10, and all of her other music. You can get it wherever you find your music, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, I believe. It's all there. And now here is Super Stoli's song, Hi, hello, hola, hey. And you should write me an email, mike at goodstuffpod.com. And you should follow me at social media, the at symbol, goodstuffpod. And you should find Super Stoli, and you should do all the same things for her. Email her, find her on social media, all those things. And now here is Hi, hello, hola, hey from the album 10.
stuff.